Here with me, as always, is my dad. Episode 9. Here we go. Present. Present and accounted for. <laughs> All right, so uh, we were talking on the phone uh, um, a little while ago, oh, half man. an hour ago. Wait, there's a problem. I don't know. I think your connection's kind of slow over there. Maybe it's the video. I don't know. Well, we haven't had the problem in the past, though. I mean, you just might be hitting, you know, a slow internet day. Sometimes these things happen. Well, I just got a warning, but it didn't stay up long enough for me to read it. Yeah, I don't know. You got to just let these I'm wondering, things go. I'm wondering what I should, I should have gone internet before. If you should have I'm what? saying I should have gone on the internet and then hit Skype. <laughs> I've told I you a million Skype. times, the Skype is, is, you're on the internet right now. <laughs> I understand that, but what I'm saying is I, I I didn't go online and then hit Skype after that in my little bottom thing. Yeah, that doesn't matter. I, I hit Skype immediately. I didn't go through an internet. See, Microsoft doesn't like us doing it this way. <laughs> I think I don't. I feel like maybe if we turned off the video for the day, it'll probably go faster because it would just be audio. So I'll turn off my video and maybe it'll speed things up. So, there. Now I can. You're not. Yeah. You're not. You're not. You're not cutting out anymore, so that I can tell. Okay, so it's your fault then. Well, <laughs> whatever. Blame it on me. That's fine. Somebody's connection is slow today. Okay. Usually mine's fine. I just tested it. it seemed to be fine. Um, All right. Do you want to talk about the? Uh... You were saying on the phone. You were talking about how you were watching a basketball game, and it wasn't really that important because you don't. You can only watch basketball for a little while. Because uh, it it has in in present day gotten compared to how it was when you were playing it in high school, it has gotten African or his it's played more African. There's an African style of play. Uh, I, I feel like I quoted you right. I maybe I'm yeah wrong. yeah yeah. I mean, it's a, there's an African style to it, you know. I don't hear you if you're talking. No, right I'm not. Now. I'm, I, I'm just waiting for you to feel free yeah, to they, explain that. What the, what I'm saying by that is that the game that's played now is, I guess you'd say, more athletic. But, but uh, it's not the game that's played by the basketball rules as it was originally played the way I played when I was in high school and so forth. <clears throat> and... I just call it an African style of game, and uh, I'm just not as interested in watching it. I I, don't, I I can watch the beginning of the game when it's kind of rough, and then the end of the game when there's a little suspense to the score, maybe. But to sit down for two and a half hours and watch a game, impossible. Now, I can do that with hockey or football or basketball. I, I just I can't watch the current form of the game, the current style of the game. Right, right. Kind of very boring, actually. See, that's what I was saying. Is like if I, I would never have this conversation with Nat, who's who, who loves basketball more than uh, I, Did I, people I, know who Nat is. Yeah, I think so. By this point, uh, Nat's my best friend. Uh, known him for um, seventeen years now, and uh, he loves basketball and he plays basketball on his Xbox all the time. Uh, he's just a basketball freak. He'll actually put on a basketball game. And then he'll turn on his Xbox and wait for somebody to start a game that he can jump in and play while he's watching basketball on his other TV. Like, he has two TVs. He's just that insane Jeez. about basketball. 
Well, I mean, I don't have anything against anybody being that way. I mean, basketball is popular. You know, I mean, there's 20,000 people show up to watch the Dallas Mavericks when they play at home. Yeah, well, I mean, um, people watching basketball. I'm just saying that if I were to say to Nat, if I were to say, yeah, my dad says that it's it's <laughs> it's a very, you know, they play African style or something like that. Um <laughs> I would never hear the end of it. Like, he would talk for five hours straight without breathing uh, about what that means. And not like in a, uh, not not asking me questions, but he would try to explain to me the history of the sport and, and all the dynamics and uh, the, uh, I don't know, the, just, just every, he would go into so much excruciating detail. And I know that one day I will make the mistake of like being high with him and saying that. And I will never hear the end. He will talk for five hours about it. And the whole time I'll be going, I don't care. Just be quiet. <laughs> don't care. Could not care less. Stop talking. He'll go, no, no, no. I know you don't care, but I'm just saying for five hours. <laughs> that's, how, that's how that will go. That's good. Wait a minute. It says here, hold on while we try. Yeah, you see, it's a connection on your end. It's your end of the of the spectrum. Is no, what's slowing no, down. but as soon as you turn your picture off, it works. So it's not me. Well, you you don't have to. You're not pulling down as much information when my video is off. And if you turned yours off, then you wouldn't be uploading as much information either. You see, that's how that works. I don't want to think about that. That's not, well. I'm just saying. Um, but, but see, it's like certain things come. Tune to now. When I say African style, let's take golf for instance. Okay, golf is played in what I would call Scottish style. I mean, that's where it originated. And the Scots, of course, are the ones that invented breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and different kinds of traditions that we have in America and have had for years. It was brought over here by the Scots. Yeah. And golf is a game of tremendous integrity and honesty. It's a quiet game. It's a slow game. And it fits the Scottish way of thinking and believing. So golf is played in a, in a, in a Scottish style, despite the attempts by the current younger players to make it into a Superman game that doesn't really work too well when they try that. What, you mean hitting the ball further, trying to get through the game faster? Yeah, yeah kind of like trying to make it like it's all positive. It doesn't. It's not. When they play on a real golf course, like a older course, like Pebble Beach or or Wingfoot, those type of old courses that they play the big championships on, the big power boys have trouble breaking par. I mean, last year the Pep, the U.S. Open, which I happened to attend, was played at Pebble Beach, and the winning score for four rounds was even par. Wow. On a regular season, they never shoot even par as a winning score. They shoot like 15 under par. Mm. But you can't just walk out on a real old-time course and just think you're going to hit it 400 yards and then, you know, make all the holes real short because it doesn't work. So that's why that's why I like the old courses when they play the old course. I like watch. I love watching the pros struggle. I love that. Most well, people uh, like to see them make. Yeah, they hit it in the ditch, in the trap, in the water. You know, I like that. Right, right. The pros are having problems. That's what I like. Now, I wanted to mention my famous, my favorite 
Chinese restaurant that we have right around the corner from us here. We eat there pretty often. Okay. We know the family very well. The name of the restaurant, I'll give them a free ad, Splendid China. Okay. Okay. That's you're ever in the Dallas area, Splendid China. Absolutely the greatest you've ever had. We do we usually takey outy, as I call it. Uh, <laughs> and, of course, but, you refer to them as, as, as nice Chinamen. Yeah, but you see, they're from Hong Kong, and the, the name of the place has got China in it, so they, you know, <laughs> so, being so a Chinaman so is not a You're free negative. clear, okay. <laughs> yeah, they, they're all, you know, they're right in board. Okay. But uh, they give out a little coupon every now and then. It's like $2 off or $3 off or something, and they, they usually attach it to the little takeout menu that they have. They don't do it all the time, but we save them up. So almost every time we order, we got the coupon. It drives the little woman there crazy. <laughs> you got coupon, she goes. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes she'll go, we don't take coupon today. <laughs> well, some days it's they funny, just don't take them. The food them. is great. We love talking. Yeah, some days she decides they're not taking them. It's usually when she doesn't want to take mine. It's really basic. <laughs> <laughs> she decides she's giving me enough. Good sales and extra food and all that stuff. Right, right. But, uh, yeah, it's a wonderful little place. We have a number of little restaurants like that that we go to that are family-owned. We have a we have a, quite a few Mexican restaurants. One is called, the other one is called Mia's. Now, Mia's, you might have eaten at Mia's. I don't remember. I don't remember whether we took you to Mia's. We normally take people that visit us to Mia's. It's in Dallas. And it's kind of a famous little Mexican joint uh, during the days of the Super Bowl Cowboys back in the early 90s. You, know, you could always see a cowboy or Jerry Jones or somebody sitting in there, Jimmy Johnson, one of the coaches, or, you know, pictures all over the wall of all great athletes and sports figures from around the Metroplex. But it's really got terrific food. I like the tamales with chili on top. But... Uh, not health food. Uh, no, no, certainly uh, that's uh, no. It's not health food. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, but uh, we we have a number of these kind of little places. I'm sure you have those where you are too. You know, the little family-owned places is always the best food. You know. Yeah, no, I found that. I mean, little place we go to, Brooklyn. Yeah, little little places. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, usually family-owned kind of place is what I'm talking about. Yeah, there's no like. I mean, Hollywood is like it doesn't restaurant-wise. There's just not a lot of chains or really any chains. There's some fast food chains, but even those are disappearing uh, by the minute. Um, That's good. Yeah, I mean, I'm fine with it, except when I'm like hungry and I don't want to have to go to the grocery store and pick out things and cook and all. And I'm just like, I just need some food. Then I'm like, well, I got to sit down at a damn restaurant or drive for thirty minutes to find a fast food joint. You know. You could walk down to the House of Pies. <laughs> First off, that's a long way to walk. Secondly, it's still we sitting down at a restaurant. No, we didn't. We drove there. Oh, we did. Yeah, okay. we tried to. I tried to walk you over to the Italian place, but they weren't open yet. Not only not open. What's that? I say they were not only not open, they were out of business. No, no, I think we were, we were on the wrong street. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. We were on the street where the guy got picked up, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> but see, now, this is concerning me because, like, every now and again, you'll talk and it, it kind of stutters. And, like, I really wanted you to tell a story this time. I told people this would be a... Well, podcast. I don't know what to do about this. Okay, at the top of your... Uh, win- hold on. This will help. At the top of your window, there should yeah. be a button that says video... And it should be lit up. It's at the bottom, actually. Okay, let's say bottom, then. If you hit the video button, it'll turn off your video. That will okay. speed things up immensely. I just did that. Okay, now talk for a bit, and let's see if I think that'll that'll fix our problem for we, now. We're, we're trying to fix the problem with the video. No, we were trying to fix the problem with the audio. I mean, nobody can see the video except me. Audio. We're trying to fix the problem with the audio. So now I went to all the trouble getting this camera and we can't use it. Okay. Well, it's just, I mean, normally it's fine. Just today, I don't know, something's going on with your connection. You know. Why is it my connection? Because I just tested my connection when I said I'll be right back. I was testing to see if anybody was on my connection. I was checking to see if any programs were working. Everything's turned off over here except this laptop and this program. And then I ran a speed test, and I'm getting, like, ridiculously fast speeds with no, uh... I got AT&T here. Yeah, well, they're not exactly known for their reliability. Did you hear the big Verizon announcement today, by the way? It's called the Elite Service that I have. Yeah, The extra speed thing. You might want to call them and yell at them for not being very elite today. So, in other words, this will change with different calls, huh? Oh, I mean, I I wouldn't think so, but today clearly there's a problem. You know, I'm saying yeah. in my my speed, and I mean it's it gets geeky to tell you all the diagnostics I, I don't ran. want to hear that. I don't want to hear that. Yeah, exactly. I want to talk about something. It's a <laughs> habit thing that happens as you get older. All right, go ahead. Around the house, I have <laughs> and my wife has what I would call pods. P O D S. Okay. This would be an area that has been set up for comfort purposes, whether it's for reading or whether it's for watching TV or whether it's listening to music. There's different little segments like that my wife and I have with, throughout the house. My wife has her own TV and all that. Right. Well, when she sits down to watch her TV in the, in the uh, recliner that she has, uh... She has a, I call it a pod because the little table next to her has things like a notepad with a pen so she can make notes about upcoming shows and stuff like that. She's got the TV guide and a little magazine rack. She's got the coaster where she can put her Coke or her iced tea or her apple juice or whatever the hell, wine, whatever she's drinking. Okay. She's got a blanket that she can put down across the foot section of the, when you have the recliner back there's a foot section that comes out and the cat sleeps on that while she's watching tv and uh, and 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 she's got a flashlight in case the lights go out <laughs> is that <laughs> Which happen often or is she just well, it happens like once every two years but anyway right, okay. she's got, she's got a flashlight ready to go and uh that's prepared and she's gonna correct me about some of this stuff when she listens to the when she listens to this she'll come back and correct me but uh, so I mean I have the same thing, and and, and by my, t- you know, a little overhead lamp. I have a notepad, a pen. Mm-hmm. I have a little ball squeezer thing that I do for hand exercises. 
Mm-hmm. I have a little three-pound barbell thing that I can use while I'm sitting there. I have a little cloth cover for the TV tray so that it's I can keeps it nice when I put you know like a drink there or a bottle or something. And uh, I don't keep a TV guide. I keep a little thing that I take an envelope and I fold it so half the envelope sticks up and half sits down. And on there I've written, you know, some show that I want to remember to see that evening. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Now, these are what you call senior kind of pods. And they're all over the house. I got one by the bed for reading purposes. <laughs> I got the one in the living room by the sofa where I read the morning paper. Right, right. You know, that kind of thing. Each one of those spots, Jenny goes by the kitchen table where she does her artwork in that area. And uh, she sits in there to eat breakfast and watch the birds out the big window back there and all that stuff. And uh, But that's what these are. These are very habit-forming pods where we sort of camp out when yeah. we're doing little things in the house, you know. And this is happening a lot here recently. Because of the weather. Right, you're right. You're not allowed to go out. Yeah. Ice cold weather, so you're not out and about hitting golf balls or whatever. So you're kind of stuck in the house. So anyway, it's just become pretty evident. And of course, my main pot is I'm sitting at right now, which is my desk where I do my work and right, right. on the computer and all that stuff. But each place, each, each, lo- each location, I consider a pod. <laughs> okay. I just thought I'd mention that on top of the malady situation. You see, I, which I, I had those in, in apartments before, houses and stuff like that. When I had roommates, I had... Pods? Yeah, little pods, like little places I would go, and then I had things set up. Yeah. You know, or I'd, I'd bring them... It makes it comfortable. Yeah, but now, of course, my entire apartment is one giant pod. Yeah, that's true. I noticed that. So now I don't, I don't really need to do that. I mean, I guess I technically have, like, three pods... I have my bedroom, yeah. And, uh, and then I have my couch, and then I have my you know what, what we my friends and I will lovingly refer to as the command center, which is where yeah, I'm that, right that's now. that's definitely three pods right there. I mean yeah, that's yeah. one. That's not one pod. That's three pods. Yeah, it is. It is. I'm just you know a, I don't know in my head it's sort of. I mean I, I don't really use the bedroom much. I, I don't. I barely ever even sleep in there most of the time, frankly, because uh, I want to watch TV. And I don't get the DVR in there. I have to, you know, get a newer TV. So I'll ever read a magazine? Um, not really. You know, not really. No, I'll read a lot of stuff online. You know, and yeah. All the magazines are online anyway. So, well, you know, the good ones are not on there. Yeah, I mean, you know, you could find. Got to pay for the good ones. You could, you could find it if I needed to. You know. Well, you could get it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I could find a way. I mean, I'm just saying, I do I'm a asking, lot of reading. The reason I'm asking you that is. It, it, Something I like to do is somebody has a magazine they like, but they don't have a subscription. They just buy it from time to time. It's usually so cheap to get the subscription. Like, you know, if you bought one issue of Vanity Fair, it would cost you six bucks. Right. And you can get a whole year for ten bucks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I like that. that. Yeah. I, I used to subscribe to magazines a lot, but they, they just get out of control because I never have time to read them. And then I just yeah. end up with a stack of magazines I'll never read. And then I'm like, well, I don't want to throw them out. You know, it's that kind of thing. And then you just, you know, it just builds up trash, basically. And it's like, screw it. I'll just I'll just read the stuff online. Well, I you get know. the numerous ones. Uh, <coughs> some of them I don't even subscribe to. They just send them to me. 
financial type stuff. Right, right. But the ones I get regularly would be the Wall Street Journal, which is every morning. Right. And then uh, the Bloomberg News Magazine, which is good. Sports Illustrated, which comes every week. Golf Digest, Golf Magazine, once a month each. Vanity Fair, once a month. And then sometime I will subscribe to the Smithsonian Magazine. Mm -hmm. You know, like a National Geographic. Yeah, you can you can skip over all that. Now, the the big question is, you still you still subscribe to Playboy? No, no, not anymore. I haven't subscribed to Playboy in 25 years, probably. Yeah. Was it that long ago? Christ, I don't remember. <laughs> it seems like it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. Really, I don't really recall. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, like, I used to get Playboy, you know, as you know. Yeah, I do. In fact, yeah. And I and I know it caused a, a big row. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was savoring them under the bed or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I had a big. Uh, it was kind of actually. What's what's hilarious is that I had, I had a friend over or something one day, and and he uh, he was like, everybody's dad's got a Playboy, and I was like, not nah, my dad doesn't have anything like that. And we opened up this drawer in your room, and under all the golf magazines, I was like, holy crap, the mother load! Look at all this Playboy. And That's why uh, to keep them was hidden under the golf magazine. And then when you left, I remember you saying, you know, I don't know if you want any of those golf magazines before your mom throws them out, but you know, you're free to. And I remember it was like, yes, the golf magazines, I'll take them. You know, and I, I just ran in there and grabbed them and stuck them in my file cabinet. The big stack, you know. So it was like, golf yeah. magazines. Yes, I really like golf magazines. And I and I and what I did is I didn't know that the file cabinet didn't have a bottom, so I actually put them underneath the bottom file cabinet. And so uh, they would have been safe, but Mom lifted up the file cabinet one day because she had to, like, oh, shampoo dude. the carpet. And so it just was this big pile of them, you know. Playboy. Oh, yes. Yeah. But what's what's hilarious is that, um, I don't know if you... She got mad at me about that. Yeah, well, I mean, but this is, I mean, I don't think she knew this, but, like, what's interesting uh, is that um, I had gotten, you know, into some fights at school and stuff with the it was bullies and so on and so forth. And um, one day I was, I was cruising through an alley. You know, they used to have those big, long alleys in, in Phoenix, the big desert ones, you know. And I, yeah. was, I used to walk through there, and we just find stuff. And I found like one day probably ten lighters. And I, I just remember like being really pissed off at school one day, and I was just like, you know, I'm gonna. I was in PE, and I was like, I'm just gonna go into the bathroom and just light some shit on fire. So I went in there and just started lighting kind of everything in the bathroom on fire. Well, and that's then, that, that 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 you need a psychiatrist right there. Well, anyway, so I'm lighting things on fire. I mean, I did. I did need to, you know, and I got, you know, I didn't really, whatever. Anyway, um, so I'm just lighting things on fire, and this kid comes in who, who like, was sort of a bully, or he tried to be, but he wasn't very strong or very good at fighting. So whenever it was he and I alone, you know, yeah. I'd win. Um, but he was never alone. It was always, he'd always bring a bunch of people. So he went into the bathroom to use the bathroom, sees the bathroom on fire, and he goes, ooh, I'm going to tell. And I just grabbed him and started slamming his head into the wall. I don't know what I was I guess I was thinking maybe he'll pass out. And then you know, he can't tell anybody. And um, he got away. So he comes running out of the bathroom, which is now on fire. And he's bleeding from the skull. And I come walking <laughs> out of this. like a horror movie. I come walking out. Like I open the door wide. There's smoke billows out, fire all behind me. 
there's kids running away, bleeding and screaming. Jeez. And I was like, and the, the, PE, the teacher said, she said, now, do you want to tell the principal or should I? And I thought, really? You're not just going to, like, put me in timeout? Like, I have, again, I mentioned this before, I have no sense of, you know, <laughs> severity. And uh, whatever. So the point is I got suspended for a record number of days around that time. I got, it, was, it was the longest time that he'd ever suspended somebody in the history of the school it was like seven days well you could have gotten kicked out of school for that yeah he was saying that he was saying i should have gotten arrested and all this stuff and i was i was you know 10 years old or whatever anyway so so here comes the funny part so i'm staying at dad's house your father's house uh, his apartment making the birdhouses with him and stuff and you know he's an older guy so he takes a million naps in a given a day yeah I was, I was just cruising around his apartment complex and i'm throwing out trash and uh, I had to, like, jump up on top of the dumpster to throw away trash. And I go to do that, and clearly somebody had, like, an angry girlfriend because there was more porn in that one dumpster than I've ever seen to this day in one location. Just stacks of these, the dirtiest men. We're not talking Playboy. We're talking, like, penthouse and up. Hustler, you know, jugs, you name it, the most, you know, vile... So I was like, oh, my God. And I grabbed my backpack and emptied out all the books and just filled it up with all these magazines. Oh. So Mom so, comes to pick me up from school so or from, okay. from Dad's house, and she's like, gosh, they sure gave you a lot of homework because on top of a backpack that I can barely lift, I'm holding, like, eight books. And I was like, yeah, they really gave me a lot of work. You know, I'm suspended for whatever, eight, ten days or some stuff. And and then when I was back in school, I thought, I have this brilliant plan. I will sell it off to the kids for lunch money. So not only will I make a profit, but then they'll all be stuck with porn, and I won't have any of it. And then I can tip off the teachers that they've got porn in their backpacks, and they'll all get in trouble, and then they'll, they won't be able to beat me up. That was, that was, this is the thinking in my head. Um, that plan backfired because they that's all had twisted. no. That's twisted, boy. That is twisted. Yeah, they they all had no sense of uh, severity themselves and would like read it out in the open, and then they all kind of came together and so Mitch made us do. We thought we were reading, you know, quality educational material. Mitch is like, <laughs> like I'm the pornographer. Like it was all I'm my dirty scheme, you know. And uh, and then the principal pulled me into the office and suspended me yet again. And, uh, when did your mother get called about this? Um, ironically, this is around the time that she was staying with friends, if you recall that period of time. Yes. Yeah. Um, so actually, it got worse for me because what ended up happening is she just stuck me at what she thought was a friend's house that was close to the school because she'd seen he and I hang out before. What she didn't know is that he was actually the leader of the bullies. So I would basically go home to a kid's house where no parents were home and just get just pummeled every day for like four months. Uh, my arm got pulled out of its socket, uh, you know, bloody noses every day. It was terrible. So, Jeez. Uh, so that's where the porn came from. So it's, well, but see, I, the thing <laughs> is, what I'm thinking about during all of this that you're telling me is I got this huge terror from your mom toward me about me providing you with this porn. <coughs> right. And the true story is you got it from a dumpster. Yeah, yeah. What, well, did what you she explain found, this so hard that it didn't come from me? I. What are you going to say? You know what I'm saying as a kid? You're going to say the truth. Well, as a kid, though, your mom's yelling about, oh, my God, you've got all this porn. 
And, Which uh, she thinks I gave you. Yeah, so she, well, no, the, the first first batch, I think, was just those Playboys. I hope she She didn't find out about the second batch until until I got caught selling it to everybody at school. That's when <laughs> she was like, that's when she became confused. Because she remembers, like, not just throwing it in our trash, but, like, she, like, took it to work and threw it in the work dumpster. So she was thoroughly confused how I ended up with, like, it, you know... God's stack of porn, like this hundred magazines. Or I took the hit on that. I just can't believe it. I mean, that's just <clears throat> yeah. So that's uh, but it's it, what's where it, where it becomes ironic is that I would then grow up and effectively do that for a living. Is well, you see, there's some connection there, though, don't you think? Yeah. yeah. You don't think? I'm get. I mean, it wasn't. It was certainly not intentional. I fell into this, you know. But uh, it's interesting. I mean, I fell into that as well. That wasn't, you know, that wasn't my master plan. Very interesting. It was. It was literally like one kid. If we were Hindus, know. we could make something out of that. <laughs> well, it's it's the <laughs> the ironic moments in life. Uh, and we could be Hindus if we wanted to. I don't know. I like burgers way too much. Oh, they don't like burgers? Yeah, they're real big on cows. Oh, that's right. They yeah. bought a cow. It's around. not that cows are like... Some people think that they think that cows are God, and that's not really the idea. It's just that cows are pure and innocent, and so you do no wrong to cows because they didn't really do anything wrong. They're sort of embodiments of, of spirit, uh, but they're yeah. not, you know, they're, they're not gods or anything, but you just wouldn't... I mean, they would never eat a burger or kill a cow. And apparently, like... In India, there's, like, cows just, like, sitting in the street and traffic will back up for hours. And nobody gets up and, you know, smacks the cow on the butt and makes a move or anything. <laughs> this is what I... This is just things this I've heard. Is, this is stuff you probably looked up on the Internet. No, these are, th these are stories I've heard from crazy people. Wikipedia or something. <laughs> I'm sure I could verify it on Wikipedia. That's for, that's for sure. That's no doubt about it. It's a pretty good site. I like a Wikipedia. It's a good jumping-off point. It shouldn't be your end-all, be-all, but it's a good jumping-off point because they, they source everything. It's like the encyclopedia. They source everything with a bibliography of where they got that information. And so you can follow it. And if they got it from, you know, joeswebsite.com, you're like, okay, well, this is probably a bunch of crap. But if they get it from, you know, Time Magazine or Wall Street Journal or something like that, then, okay, well, it's probably a solid piece of junk. You know, you can you can go find the source and find exactly where what they pulled out and everything. Just because anybody can edit it doesn't mean that it's a bunch of crap is basically my point. Yeah, well, it's pretty bad. Now we're a half hour in, and uh, and I've told a weird story. So now it's 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 your turn. Uh, well, when I'm sitting on the huge sofa that I have, I bought the sofa specifically for me. It's got the very what they call deep seating. Okay. In other words, if you're not six foot four, when you sit down on the sofa, your feet are off the ground. You know. All right. Okay. It's got because when you slide all the way back. You know, the cushion you're sitting on is very deep. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I love so it's those. very comfortable for a big guy like me. So I sit there, I change sides every morning to read my morning paper in the Wall Street Journal. Uh, I read the regular daily paper and the Wall Street Journal at the same, you know, in the same sitting. Well, once I've sat there for an hour and a half, whatever it takes me to read, starting at about 5.30, I then have to get up, you know, to go get coffee or whatever. Right. And getting up for me from that sitting has become a, you know, 
a really big task. So I was trying to think of something that I could yell because I find that if I like just sort of yell out something when I'm trying to, you know, put on my shoes or whatever I'm trying to do, it, it in some way it, it it must it must send adrenaline through my body because I then am able to do physical things that I may not be able to do without yelling. So I have this thing that I yell when I get off the sofa, and of course Jenny can hear it because she's right in the kitchen. I scream very loud, which I won't do here, but what I scream is, He breaches! <laughs> now, <laughs> you always were one for sound effects. I remember the now, few times now, in my life I heard you sneeze, you would follow it with this oh, yeah, my sneezing, is, my sneezing is mammoth. I mean, just unbelievable. <laughs> the, the Richter scale yeah. picks up you my sneezes. You start throwing out but words the, uh, words. This, the words he breaches are, are very famous quotes from a famous book. Moby Dick. Captain Ahab, the first time when he's out there looking for him, and somebody spots him, and he looks over, and, and, and then Moby Dick comes roaming out of the water. That's what he has. That's what he screams. He breaches. He breaches. I recall that. I love that, see? I, I love uh, movies, I stories, was, books, a, whatever they are. I love them. There was a commercial when I was a kid for the Moby Dick books and various other books. But it was Moby Dick and, and a couple other books. And it would always start with like this illustration from Moby Dick, or, or loosely based on Moby Dick anyway. Yeah. It was just the part where it said, There she blows, like yeah. a hump on a snow hill. It's Moby Dick. And they'd be like, Own the classic Moby Dick. And Now, other, that, now that's, not a, that, that's not a direct quote, I can tell I you. I probably screwed that up. <laughs> but uh, how close am I? <laughs> well, uh, for one gonna, thing, you probably never up. read. You probably never read Moby Dick because it's a very long book. I read it in high school. To Did be you read honest. the whole book? Yeah, I don't remember That's it very good. well. I've read it num numerous times. Every once in a while, I just start reading it and I go through the seven hundred pages or whatever it is. But but uh, what's fascinating about about Moby Dick as a book? is that it teaches you more about fishing and whaling than you would ever want to know. I mean, it's it's really, it's almost like a textbook about whaling, you know. I mean, it goes on for chapter after chapter of the intricacies of, you know, getting the blubber and what, you know, how to boil it and how, what it smells like and what it feels like and, you know, on and on and on. Right, right. And uh, it... it, it to get to the Captain Ahab. <laughs> okay, it's, it's there she blows a hump like a snow hill. It is Moby Dick. I was very close. It was very close. That's not right from the book, though. That is. Quote from Herman Melville. There she blows. There she blows. A hump like a snow hill. It is Moby Dick. Uh... And is that, that's, that's written all up and down. I, I googled that sentence and it is, it's just left and right, all up and down. Oh, it's because from... you googled it, that don't make it's it. All, it says all quotes from literature. Well, I know, in... but that's because it's a Google thing, you're taking it as it, fact. No, it says Moby Dick by Mer Herman Melville, chapter 133, and it's got, it's it... taken out of the book, it's quoting the book itself. Can you imagine a book with 133 chapters? I know, right? <laughs> Uh, that's great, man. The Wall Street I, Journal. The Wall Street Journal even quotes that exact thing. Well, 
So. Now that be that might be authoritative, right uh, there. That's a little bit authoritative, I think. Absolutely. I feel like it that's comes to the Wall Street Journal. It's coming from the mouth of God. All right. Well, there you go. From the go. from the Wall Street Journal, it it they're talking about. I have no idea. It says why is white wonder Snow Hill is a conscious summary of his artistic life that is both somber memoir and playful recalibration from some guy named Wyeth. And uh, at the very bottom, the last sentence or two, was his painting's title comes from a line toward the end of Melville's book. In chapter 133, The Chase, first day, a sailor aloft cries, There she blows, there she blows, a hump like a snowbill, snow hill, it is Moby Dick. This, of course, reinforces Wyatt's own juxtapositions of black and white, darkness and light, death and life. So All right, how about the famous first line of the book? Uh, call me Ishmael. There you go. I mm, love it. Got it. See? Yeah, you're on the internet looking I'm it not, up. I'm not. You can't see me on video. I did not look that up. I remember. Yeah, you did. No, you no. Look. I remember. Here's why I remember. Because in high school, because <laughs> like I didn't think that was all that famous of a line, but in high school when we read it, I remember the teacher pulling out the book. And she said, "Well, now I'll read Moby Dick." And she opened it up and she said, "Call me Ishmael." And then she closed right, right, the book. Right, right. Who wrote the for- Tale of Two Cities? Oh God, you're killing me. I'm not going to look it up. Oh, it's killing me. Charles I, Dickens. All right, yes, yeah, I don't know that one. Famous first line, a real famous, very famous. Uh, yeah, yeah, uh, from Tale of Two Cities. Yes. Uh, most, well, I was going to say in- it's the best times, the worst times, but that's that's, that's, it. Warren, that's is it? it. Oh, I thought that was War and Peace. All right, it was the best no. of times. It was the worst of times. Uh, I don't remember anything after that. That was it. No, that's it. All right. Okay. Well, then there we go. See, I'm good. I got this. Yeah, that, but this is good. You must have been listening at some point in your life. The, the Ishmael one I remember because she, when she said that, she closed the book and we talked for like ten minutes about that opening line. And she said that's one of the most famous opening lines in all of literature. And I had never heard that before in my life. I had only heard that commercial where the, the, the she blows a hump like a snow hill. And uh, so I thought that was, you know, in my head, I thought that was the first line or something. And and so the only reason, whenever anybody references Call Me Ishmael, I think about this lady telling me it was a really famous line. And and always wondering, is it really that famous? You know. Oh, man. But, I mean, you know, it's it clearly it is. I mean, it's, you can go to a, it's, it's, there's certain things you can just say to a crowd, being a comedian, I know crowds. There's certain things you can say to a crowd and just everybody knows it. Call me yeah. Ishmael comes to mind. John three sixteen. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, uh, best of times, worst of times. Oh um, yeah, that's you, true. Four score seven years ago. You know, things like this. You can you yeah, can, and things like uh, Romeo, all the gin joints and all the world. How did you happen to walk into mine? <laughs> from Casablanca. Yeah, I was about to say Gone with the Wind, but that one's the. Uh, yeah. Oh wait, hold on. I'm trying to remember the Gone with the Wind quote. Oh, it's killing me. Oh, from what part of Gone? Oh, there's like there's. Well, I guess there's probably like two or three that are really really famous. But there's uh, what is it? We're just it's something like we're just two crazy people in this mixed up world that don't amount to a hill of beans that's, or that's something. That's Casablanca. Oh, okay. Oh, well. Casablanca is the most quoted piece of literature, whether you want to call it literature, movie, whatever. Ever. I mean, it's quoted. It's unbelievable how much it's quoted. It's still one of the top, like, five most successful films of all time. Made in 1942, which happened to be a very good year. Still have never actually sat and watched it. 
Oh, I know. Don't that even one, say. I haven't sat and watched that or Gone with the Wind all the way through. What I like to do is when they have a movie like that where or there's the a lot of famous hunter, lines, I like to watch the movie and find a line that you don't hear quoted that often. And Casablanca, my favorite one, they're actually sitting outside. It's in the sort of the beginning of the movie, the first third of the movie. They're outside the the the, the bar and uh, the cafe. And uh, it's Humphrey Bogart and and uh, the French lieutenant guy and the German general. And uh, the German general looks at Humphrey Bogart and, and he says, uh, Well, uh, Rick, what brings you to Casablanca? Rick goes, he's got that little cigarette hanging off his lip like he always did, and he well, I came here for the waters. And the German guy says, the waters? You're surrounded by desert. Bogart looks at him, takes a cigarette out of his mouth, and he goes, I was misinformed. <laughs> <laughs> but it, there's, there's so many lines in that movie. It's just, you know, it's too much. To I, I, do miss, I do miss the acting style of the 40s and 50s. I oh. miss the way that everybody was... Everybody had kind of a sneer to them, and all the women had this. Oh, well, isn't that nice? You know, <laughs> you know. It was, it was I like, mean, both, where do you think you're going, big fella? You know, and I always rank Marlon Brando as number one, but I'm going to tell you, Humphrey Bogart is actually number one of all time. I mean, I, he played in kid. so many absolutely classic movies: Treasure of the Sierra Madre, Key Largo. I mean, just one after another. He played a cane mutiny. Just, you know, you could just line them up, and they would be the top movies ever made. I mean, he's just, he was just really, and he was not a handsome guy or tall or muscly or anything. He was just had a terrific voice, and he was a good actor. But uh, you can, I, I can watch his movies just one after another, really. I'm into, yeah, I to, uh, to oh, and by the that. way, I'm, into the first, um, the second uh, uh, DVD of the baseball, mm. and I'm also into the fifth episode of the Sopranos. Okay, back on that. All right, good. Now, this latest Soprano episode is the one where he's taking Meadow to visit the colleges up in the New England area. And uh, while they're coming out of a gas station, he spots this guy that looks real familiar to him. And he's, he, 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 he thinks it might be a guy who was put into witness protection, but that he had squealed on the mob, and now he was in witness protection. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. And he ends up strangling the guy with a rope. But during that, it was a very good episode because it's the episode where... Meadow, his daughter, confronts him about being in the mob. You know, they, they're driving by themselves, just the oh, two of right, them, right, up yeah. in New England, spending the night on the road and all that. And uh, she actually asks him, are you in the mafia? <laughs> right, right. It was, it was a really good episode. Some of the episodes are, you know, they're not as good as others, obviously. You know, it's like uh, it's a thing. Uh, you know, I tried to get into that Mad Men. I think I made it two and a half seasons, and uh, you know, it's not a it's not a bad show. But 
I mean, it's like I was watching this video the other day. It was like this uh, little comedy video somebody was doing about a madman. And it was like a guy in today's office atmosphere acting like Don Draper. Yeah. <laughs> and every every time somebody called him on, like, you know, pouring gin into a glass and walking through the office smoking, he would, like, turn and be like, Mad Men, season one, episode two, blah, blah. And he, like, yeah. goes to make out with a coworker or something. And he's like, come on, <laughs> season one, episode four. And he, he everything he does, he references the episode it came from. And I'm like, you know, again, I watched two and a half seasons or whatever, and I'm, I don't remember any of those parts. You know, it, and I guess that's the thing is I'm like, you know, Sopranos, like, I can remember... You know, if you said episode five, I'd be like, I don't have any idea. But you, you describing certain scenes, I can remember those. And having only watched most oh, of would, them one uh, time. Frankly, I, I would not remember them by episode number either. And I've watched many times. I, I, you know, I well, remember. I, mean, I don't even remember the situations that the guy's referring to in most cases. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Whereas, like, um, uh, you remember this <clears throat> one with Meadow and him in the car and all that well, I'm telling you about? Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was a pretty famous uh, episode, really, because it was the first time that he sort of, you know, she liked the fact that he was being honest with her. Yeah. You know, yeah. in fact, the funny thing is, I what I remember every time I see that episode, I remember thinking to myself, you know, I think the Sopranos are going to end with Meadow becoming the Godfather. <laughs> I used mm. to think that because. You know, she was going to be a lawyer, which she did become a lawyer, and right. she was very smart. And she used to take up for Tony as he got. He remember he used to have some, he had some problems with his legs. He used to have these feigning spells and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And uh, also the FBI would bother him, and, and he would take. She would jump right in, right in their face, and yell at him if they said something to him. And I was thinking, you know. She's much spunkier than the son. The son is a little weaselly oh, guy. Oh, good Lord, that son was useless. Oh, but she was sharp, and I was thinking, you know, this might be how David Chase is going to end the, the, the Sopranos with Meadows Soprano being the head of the family. But, I mean, I think, uh, I mean, it feels like she always kind of, she would, feels like when she was yelling at the FBI and different things, uh, she was from a legal kind of, like, you yeah. can't do that. It's illegal. You know, like exactly. that kind of... The thing that yeah. I hate about friends of mine when I get pulled over by cops and they're in the passenger seat and yeah. they're like, oh, God. You know, well, look. And they start telling you all this legal advice. And I'm like, look, armchair lawyer, <laughs> shut the hell up. I can get out of this fine by smiling, calling him sir, and being cooperative. He won't search the car. He's not going to... Nothing's going to happen. Well, you shouldn't have anything in the car that he can I'm find. Just, it's it's not even it, it's the it's the premise of the thing. I'm saying like literally, yeah, I don't have anything in the car, but it's it's literally like yeah, I have do. friends. Y'all probably got all kind of dope and stuff. I in don't. It. Come on now. I I'm just saying like I have friends that like you know if you're at a club or something, cops show up, they're the first ones in the front line screaming and yelling, "You can't do this!" and "What's your badge number?" and it's like, "Shut the <laughs> hell up." Just, What's your badge? You know, like this, this like armchair lawyer. Like I read a book, or you know, saw an article on Wikipedia, or whatever. Some kind of, you know, and they think they know. And it's just like, look, they know the law way better than you do. For one, for two, you're not saying anything they haven't heard before. And for three, now you're pissing the guy off. Yeah. If you get a cop in a happy mood, and, and you know this because you're the same way as I am, if you get a cop in a happy mood. Or he's in a bad mood, and you give him a good mood, and you're kind of laughy, jokey with him, but not like insulting. You're, you know, 
you you put yourself in a slightly uh, submissive position insofar as like yes sir and I'm sorry and you know whatever have you they they won't even buy why write a chick ticket they're like this guy's good he's not doing anything weird you know if you're sketchy oh, and you're argumentative they're gonna get all up in your face because now they're like what are you hiding now I got now I want to look in the car why are you yelling at me well so. I agree I mean it's it's absolute waste of time and a lot of times money to even try to do anything confrontational it's just ridiculous oh yeah yeah so but that's you know that's the way people are they see too many tv shows you know <laughs> yeah well it's like, it's like when you got pulled over in phoenix when you were speeding around on the back roads and then you offered to cop a burger <laughs> <laughs> he didn't well, do any kind of no ticket writing or anything he was like all right i'll i'll take a burger yeah, like, I, Look, I bag, got an extra burger. And, and I had a bag of, of burgers. Yeah. yeah, sort of like, sort of a bribe, but not really. You know. No, he uh, he could tell I was lost. Yeah. This, this I was coming out of the In and Out Burgers where I was. I had come out and I took the wrong turn when I came out. I was trying to get back on the freeway because right on the freeway, and I took the wrong turn. I was in this maze of streets in a little subdivision. I was going the wrong way on a one way street and all that stuff. Oh man, yeah. And I was kind of zipping around, you know, probably too fast, and all of a sudden there was a cop. Yeah, see, now yeah, if you'd have been I like, did. if you'd have been I, like, hey, roll along, little piggy, I got this covered. Yeah, <laughs> you'd have you'd have been meeting at that top roll of your car along. with your forehead roll. real quick. So that's the thing I keep trying to tell, like my friends that get all uppity like that. It's like, look, you know, I'm I'm not saying roll over and let the man screw you, but you know. I'm saying that being nice to people in general goes a long way, and, and certainly cops will leave you. Like I, I've talked my way out of a million tickets. I, when, uh, when uh, I was driving with uh, my ex-girlfriend to go to mom's memorial service, uh, I picked her up at work, and then we were driving back to the apartment, and then you know we were in a swap driving uh, duties on the way up there. Um, I was driving. Uh, she, we were going to drive her car because my car had expired tags. Uh, I had no insurance. My driver's license was suspended, and uh, I was admittedly not the most sober person in the world. And I turned left on a red, and uh, it was like uh, so. I got pulled over and uh, talked my way out of that. Wow. Uh, yeah. So you know, I was just like, look, I'm I'm very tired. Driving my girlfriend back to the house. We're about to drive to Colorado. My mom just died, you know, and uh, and they were like, "Really?" And I the was one like, he, yeah. he, he that almost sounds like a fake story, you know. It's one, <laughs> somebody yeah. saying they're going to a funeral or something. You yeah, know? I was like, "We're driving to Colorado. It's a twelve-hour drive. She's going to be doing the driving. I just was picking her up because you know, blah blah blah. You know, we were getting her car fixed up to make sure that it would make the trip." You know, and so I just drove her to work, and I'm just picking her up and taking her back, and you know, blah blah. blah. And they they let me go. They didn't say they were like, "Well, take care of all that stuff." <laughs> it's like I will, you know. Well, I'm in I'm in Manhattan a couple of years ago in a rent a car, and I'm trying to pick up someone in front of the hotel that I'm in, but I'm not at the hotel. I'm in the rent a car. We had to go pick up the rent. I had to take a cab to the rent a car place, pick up the rent a car, right? Come out of the building, go around the block. You're already insane driving in Manhattan. I don't know what you're thinking, but God. Yeah, well, I had to go to the U.S. Open, which was, uh, you know, a pretty good ways away. And I wasn't going to take the subway or anything to the U.S. Open, so I rented a car. Anyway, right. I circle around the block, 
and I see the street that the hotel's on, so I just take a left on that street to go back to the hotel, and, ah! <laughs> I hear a siren. Uh -huh. So I pull over, and there was no way really to pull over. I mean, it wasn't like you could find a parking spot, so I just kind of double <laughs> parked, yeah. pulled over, you know, pulled over. Right, right. And the cop comes up there, and he goes, you realize this is a one-way street? <laughs> <laughs> And I said, no, I'm sorry, I didn't know that. And I'm explaining to him the situation. You know, we're going to U.S. Open. I had to rent the car. I didn't know where I was. I was trying to find my hotel. He asked me where I was staying. I told him. He says, not only that. Uh -oh. He says, you didn't have your seatbelt on. Uh -oh. I said, well, let me put it on. <laughs> I, said, I said, I just picked the car up around the corner. And I came around National Rental Car. I was up and said, I'm sure you've seen the little sign out sticking out in the street. Came out of it and I circled around, and that's how I got to here. And I didn't even have time to, to put on the seatbelt. He says, so let me get this straight. I got you driving the wrong way on a one-way street in Manhattan, and you're driving with no seatbelt. I said, yeah. I said, but. I said, but. the uh, you got to realize I'm here for 10 days and, you know, I'm spending money here. I'm a good visitor. I love New York. I'm from Texas. And, uh, you know, just just give me a break. I got to go pick my buddy. We're going to the golf tournament. And he kind of laughed. He just kind of laughed. He said, get out of here. <laughs> so what, what I had to do was I had to pull over. He stopped the traffic. I had oh, to wow. pull to the left, back up. And go the right way. He stopped the traffic. Oh. All those taxi cabs. And oh, my God. Wow. So yeah, he was he was he was a jewel of a guy, man. Yeah, you see, you would not have gotten that kind of service. Oh, if I'd have yelled at him or something, he might have oh. taken me to jail or something. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, going one way on a Manhattan, on a oh, Manhattan. yeah, you'd have been done. That would have been the end of that. Yeah, <laughs> I just kind of, I was kind of making it just how ridiculous it was. I mean, it, yeah, that's yeah. that's kind of way I was saying. I mean, you know, I, this is so ridiculous that I did this. Yeah, yeah, and then I went through the thing about you know that I was just enjoying being in New York and love being here, and which is you know that's true. So yeah, I mean he just he could just tell my situation. You know, he could tell I wasn't some you know drunk or kook. I mean, it was in the middle of the day. You know, it was like eleven o'clock in the morning. Right, right. So uh, anyway, you I remember a ruffian that. like me. <laughs> no, I mean I could have you know been nasty about everything or you know yeah yeah and there, again there's just no reason i mean it's the same thing you know no. I, it, this is the thing we talked about with with you at the pancake house or waffle house or whatever and it was like you know the, the waitress is you know <laughs> taking plates and you're like now listen where's this what you know we're gonna sit here and i was like look we're gonna do that anyway and if she wants well, to clear um, off my plate that i'm done with that's fine I'm still no, going to sit see, here regardless. See, I don't need to tell a, her that. That's a, different, that's a different thing when I do that. When <laughs> I do that, I'm basically trying to tell them that this is the way they should treat customers all the time. They should not pick up plates while somebody else is still eating. That's that's starting with that. But okay. Just leave it at that. If, if one of the people in the party has a plate and they got food and they're chomping down on it, you don't come pick up every plate and leave that one plate there because that person's going to feel like, oh, I got to hurry up now. 
You see what I mean? Right. It's the well, that's all I'm doing sure. is I'm giving her, you know, a little lesson in that that she'll never forget the day she dies. <laughs> I don't know about that. She's 60-something years old. I'm pretty sure she's a little old for learning new lessons. Well, I don't know if... No, I'm saying she may not have learned the lesson, but no, she won't just, forget the incident. No, she, she will not soon forget the day she crossed... Oh, I can't say your name. No, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, well, I mean, I don't know. That's just sort of my thing in general. Is I, I need to to have, it, you know. We need to have some kind of way for people that listen... To uh, now, what I've been telling people is everybody I know has iTunes. Right, right. I've been telling them to just put in MITCZ. Yeah, and 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 something comes up. I don't know. It's it's the only thing that comes up. Okay, so that's what I've been telling people. I don't know how many of them are tuning in or anything, but I wish there was some way for them to comment. Well, they could they can leave reviews on the thing, um, and they'll also again on they can, iTunes. Yeah, on iTunes they can review it. In fact, I should check to see if anybody's done that yet. I have a feeling nobody has. But I, I, I talked to a friend the other day. And she said that she just like kind of matter of factly told me she's like you know for all the talk you've had about that podcast and you post about it on Facebook and she's I figured I'd take a listen. She's like I got about four episodes in. She's like I'm really digging it. And, and she's all, do you take requests? I was like, absolutely. What do you got, you know? And I, I think I just took her off, off. I don't think she was expecting me to say that. Oh, goody. Not only does it show the podcast, but it actually has a picture now. About time. Well, here's the thing. And here's so she said, she was. A, she said, she said, uh, oh, uh, I don't know. Talk about the, the, the royal wedding that's coming up. And I was like, I remember when we watched that when I was a kid. And, and uh I don't think she had anything really to say. I think she was just kind of curious if we would even... Yeah, but uh, you know. isn't there a way for them to email or leave a voicemail or something? Uh, yeah, they can is go way on... To, yeah, is they with email? They can go on uh, uh, Mitch Dad... Uh, or wait, let me let me make sure I have the address right. <laughs> no, 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 wait a minute. Uh, can they see. get there from the iTunes thing? Um... I don't believe direct. Well, let's see. Hold on. Yes, yes, they can. Yeah, There's right there on the on the iTunes on the podcast description, it says more from Rev Mitch, and then below that it says website. If you click that, it'll take them to the official Mitch and his dad website. Okay. So, and on there it says, as always, should you have any topic suggestions for next week's show, you can email me at revmitch.com. There um, you go. Okay, that, and that's on the iTunes. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's from iTunes, yeah. Okay, good. And, uh, okay, that's good. So yeah. it's a wonder you haven't gotten any emails, which you haven't, I guess. Yeah, I mean, again, I think it's just, it's like a lot of times it's like friends or fans of mine who, who, you know, I do all these different projects where it's like when people, it's almost like people get confused on which one of my projects they should submit a given idea or question to. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's, like somebody commented on the Mitch Dad one saying that I should open this account called uh, View, V-Y-O-U, where it's it's like a video thing and people ask you questions and you answer the questions on video. And they were well, like, you I should like start that. a View count. And I was like, I would, but I've already, you know, got a show that I do on YouTube called Mitch the Expert where people ask me questions and I answer on video. So, I mean, you know, but they're not personal questions. They're supposed to be questions where I could show that I'm an expert on it, where where that View thing is... Probably what more would like be what things me. are you considered an expert on? Uh, you name it. I pretend to be an expert on anything. <laughs> oh, I see. You just I purport kinda, to be an expert on. You just kind of wing it, like you know, yeah. So. You know, it's 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 supposed to be like I'm the expert. You know, and sometimes I actually like know a lot about a given subject. They ask about comedy. 
But sometimes see, I don't know squat, so I'll give a funny answer. You know. Uh, see, I've thought of I've thought of having what's called the opinion man, where okay. it's there's a difference between advice and opinion. Okay, advice is what you should do. Opinion yeah. is what I would do. <laughs> you see what I mean? Yeah. No, I get I get what you're saying. Now that even has a legal connotation in the financial industry. Those two words. Yeah. But um, I, I would like to I would like to have a, an opinion thing. Well, you, you just call me about anything. You know, should I go out with this guy? He's this way. He does that. He says this. He smells like that. Whatever. And uh, I would give an opinion of that, you know. Right. I mean, just an honest opinion. Oh, I'm trying to get to do this at work, and I don't know what I should do this and what I should. I'm going to give an opinion. Mm. I would like I to have thinking, a show like that. How would I give a show like that? On, on I was on, thinking you were talking like opinions where somebody's like, what's your opinion on blankety-blank state of this, you know, thing going on? What's they could do anything. Any, anything. Well, I mean, for that matter, they could do that here on this show. Anybody who wants your opinion on something, and, and I'm kind of curious why, you know, I, I know that some people have, you know, questions about your opinions. They, they haven't formulated them necessarily. <laughs> you know, they're... A lot of people liked the episode, the bookies episode. I noticed that. A lot of people were like, that was really, you know, kind of Oh, really? And, yeah, because they don't hear anybody talk so candidly about, about such bookies. subjects, you know. Yeah. And, well, and, we could talk know. about that subject anytime you want. I have a six trillion stories. <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> that I mean, that, it's that, that's the sort of thing. It's like, it always is tricky in the beginning of a given show when you're just building an audience to figure out what it is that the audience that you're just building wants yeah. that would make them excited enough to tell their friends to then listen and so on and so forth and, and you know giving them what they want and without that direct input we, we've just been flying by the seat of our pants more or less well i kind of come prepared myself <laughs> no, but, uh, the opinion thing is there a way for me to have a thing on the internet or on a, one of those Web, you know, iTunes or... Sure, on YouTube. You could start your own YouTube channel. That'd be very easy. You have a webcam now, so that's perfect. Yeah. YouTube? Yeah, yeah. In fact, um, in fact, there's a... Uh, I don't know how to do that, though. There was a guy a few years back, uh, it was about two years ago, there was a guy uh, a little older than you, was about, I think he was about uh, 70-something, real gravelly kind of voice, actually kind of reminded me of Da. Yeah. And people would ask him questions. He had these real, real thick glasses, these bottle cap kind of glasses. You know, he would <laughs> stare at this thing, and he kind of looked like he barely knew what he was doing. And he would just talk at length about different things. And, uh, you know, people were really hooked on the guy for a little while. I don't know, whatever. I don't know. All if he's right, still what do I do? I go to YouTube and what? Uh, register for an account. Does it cost money? Or no, what? no, it's free. Everything's free. It's a Google Everything's property. Free. It's free. Okay. Everything Google is free. So I would get an account, okay. So you'd get an account, and then it would. there's a thing, it'd be a big button at the top that says, like, upload or, or add video or something like that. I think it says upload. Uh, yeah. I signed up for an account on there and since it launched, but whatever. Um, so you'd hit, like, upload or something like that, and then it'll, it'll give you the option to either uh, upload a file or record from webcam. And if you hit record from webcam, it would pull up your webcam, and you would just be, the moment you hit record... You're recording straight into YouTube, and you want. Okay, to now I'm, I'm recording. Uh, I mean, but when? Do, how do you get to the point where someone's asking you a question? 
Well, I mean, you would. I mean, do they come on? Do they come on with their picture? Or no, no. I mean, what you would do? I mean, if you were going to be doing this, what you do is record one video. Is like, hi, I'm whatever your name is on whatever you want to call yourself. Opinion man. Yeah, I'm opinion man. You know, and yeah. here's when I'm. You know, whatever. Some brief bio. Ask yeah. me your questions. I will give you an opinion. It's not advice. I'm just an opinionated person. Whatever you want to say. You're yeah, I got thing. you. I got you. And then you just say, send it to this account. And they'll do that. They'll either comment on the video or they'll send you an email through the site or something like that. And I'll just tell everybody, hey, talk to my dad on YouTube. Check it out. Now, he what, has now, a channel. Now, when, when, and I'll send my crazy am I people on, your way. My, my camera's on me during this time or something? Uh, when you hit record, yeah. You would record it as, you know... It says record from webcam, and it'll come up. It'll show your webcam and a big record button. When you hit record, it's recording it. Okay, so after I get a few questions that come in, and the next time I go on, I read the question and give the answer. Is that what? Sure, however you want to do it. So it's not like a live thing. No, no, it wouldn't be a live thing. Okay, well, that's good. (laughs) You'd basically be doing Mitch the Expert, but your own version of it. Yeah. I'll be like, like, it's been so long since I did a Mitch the Expert that my dad has taken the family business. There you go. On his own. Yeah, the opinion man would be interesting. I mean, I'll because... just tell you right now, YouTube people are frigging insane and uh, uh, vulgar <laughs> and incredibly Uh-oh. disrespectful. Incredibly disrespectful. Really? So it's if I say something, they're going to they're gonna call me names and stuff? Oh, yeah. They, they're the meanest bunch of people you'll ever see in your life. Well, is there another place to go beside YouTube to do I mean, this? basically what it comes down to is, is, is what I've figured out about Internet culture is if you give people a platform uh, to talk to other people uh, in a way that other people will see, like a public forum, but you don't yeah. put – but they have – there's no negative consequences to them being complete assholes – they, yeah. they will be a giant asshole. Uh, awesome. For instance, there's a site I, I, re- I regularly visit, one of my favorite sites, maybe my favorite site on the Internet, called Metafilter. And it's just links to news and various stories and you know human interest piece and whatever have you. You can post whatever you want on there. But to have yeah. an account costs you $5, and everything that you ever do on the site, whether it's posting a link or commenting on a link or anything like that, is tracked, and somebody can see everything you've ever done on the site. So your entire history on the site is is in there. So I could find out if you're always mean to people or whatever have you. And they're <laughs> really, you know, they, it's a good community. If you if you start calling somebody names, they'll just delete your account. And you're out five bucks. And you're screwed. And there goes all the years that you built up this great profile of all these cool comments. <laughs> disappear entirely from the site the moment you, you know, get out of line. So there's a huge uh, consequence to being, you know, a jerk, basically. But YouTube, anyone can start an account, and they're not necessarily even linked to... Most people on YouTube don't have, like, videos of their own. It's not themselves with a camera. A lot of times it's, like, a video of their dog, and and that's it. They'll have one video, and they've been on there for three years, and all they do is comment on other people's videos, calling them, you know, dickheads or, or fags a lot of times. You're a fag and everything. And... um or, or they're just like <laughs> uploading other people's videos, music videos, or, or like uh, something from CNN or whatever that you know, not their own content. So there's no consequence to that. Anybody can start an account immediately and start commenting and wildly screaming and yelling. So like I get comments on videos all the time that you know are just just the meanest thing. Where it's like you know I'll post a comedy video. This guy's not funny. He should kill himself. You know, it's like literally <laughs> no God. joke. 
That's literally quoted verbatim from one of my from one of my videos. Or like <laughs> or like who told this guy he should be on a stage? My left nut is funnier than him. You know what stuff like just really really angry vitriolic <laughs> hate-filled rage. And and I mean they just hate. That's what they do for a living is they just hate on you. They're grumpy, uh, yeah. Oh, they're just... Because, again, there's no consequence. We have exactly six minutes left. All right, that's good. Well, I get not enough time to tell... Now i got to tell the kids a story next time. Well, Uh, you don't have a story that lasts longer than six minutes? You got the... It's your story, you think? What? The the kitchen story. The kitchen story? Yeah, how you got your kitchen. Oh, oh, you mean what do I do in the kitchen? (laughs) No, the Sears story. Should I call it the Sears story? Oh, oh, you mean the, how I got the free uh, appliances and stuff? Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, I, showing I don't dad's even talk dad's about. power of of uh, of uh, what's I don't the word I'm looking for? About that. I, I got I could have had a whole new kitchen if I wanted to. Yeah, well, yeah. This is dad's power of suggestion. The whole thing, yeah. The reason why everyone calls you when they've got a problem <laughs> makes you. <laughs> Makes well, you say stuff. You just have to. There's just times in life where you have to be, you know, vociferous. Mm-hmm. And there's other times you just have to be a gentle little lamb, particularly when one's speaking to law enforcement. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. But other than that, I'm pretty vociferous. I mean, I, I like to spew right out. Yeah, shake things up, sure. You know, things like that. Yeah, now, there's, there's people on there's people on television, particularly business news related stuff, mm-hmm. that are so bad at their job. I know they're probably making pretty good money. I mean, if they're on TV, they probably you know they're not making millions, but I'm sure they're making yeah, they six. They probably figures. are making millions, but <laughs> but they're probably making you know. <laughs> Uh, income, I bet you know. Oh, got, I would say closer to millions easily. <clears throat> well, these particular people, I don't think will make it. Make I, I don't know. I mean, just TV in general pays exceedingly well. Uh, I uh, see. There's a guy on the Bloomberg News on TV. Oh, he's just for one thing, you can't understand him. He, he he talks with his teeth together. You know what I mean? Right, yeah, yeah. He moves his lips, but his teeth stay in, in place. So he's Dick Cheney? Is this? Yeah, he's Dick Cheney. <laughs> and he speaks, you know, way too fast, so you can't hear him. In fact, when he has guests, oftentimes you can see them sort of geeking forward, you know, and saying, right, right. Uh, pardon me, you know. <laughs> well, I, I've, emailed, yeah. I've emailed him and Bloomberg so many times about him. I thought surely they would get rid of him by now, but he's still on there. It's been a couple of years now, and he's got that job, and they, he is very bad. I mean, he's just, oh. Well, if if he wasn't on Bloomberg and he uploaded a video on YouTube, that would be, everybody would be calling him a, a, a big gay fag that can't talk or some, some yeah, stupid thing like that. Gay fag, I mean, they're huh? just literally the most hate-filled people you'll ever see in your life. Uh, and it's, well, They're not going to pick on me, are they? Oh, they will, absolutely. I mean, they might be a little bit more respectful because, like, you, you'd be the hip old guy, you know, and they'd be like, yeah, this guy's got, they're a little bit nicer to, like, older people, and if you yeah. put them in their place, they'll kind of listen. And when they hear some of my opinions, they probably... 
probably not gonna. Like when I get, you know, when I do the Mitchie experts, where I'll kind of open up a can of whoop ass, so to speak, or I'll sort of like rip into an, a certain idea or something. Like that, I get kind of angry. I find that I don't get very many angry comments about it. But when I'm like happy and laughy and making jokes, that's when people come along and get all like, ah, you know, like it's a weird sort of thing. Like, how dare you think you're funny, you know? And it's. It's just the sort of thing where it's like, look, I didn't force you to watch this video. I didn't send this to your house. I didn't put it in your <laughs> inbox. And I didn't I didn't personally find you, tap you on the shoulder, sit you down in a chair, and make you watch it. If you don't like it, just don't watch it. Just stop watching it and walk away. But no, they're like, now I'm angry. I sat no, and watched no, six it, minutes it, of this it, guy, it, it, and for six minutes I was spewing so mad and i've spent six minutes not even paying attention just thinking what's the worst thing i could say to this man and then they write it and they post it in like <laughs> some some small part of their just crushed little fragile <laughs> ego gets built up for 12 seconds when they hit post and then they walk away smiling yeah i called that guy a fag <laughs> yeah that'll show him and it's like what, you know what, what we need to do we well, one of the things we could do with this with this with this podcast thing is pick out a certain I don't know whether you call it industry or something that is in most people's lives that is so ridiculously bad like for instance the best one of course would be the airlines oh. flying mm. I mean you could go on for days about uh, it, it's got to be the only business I've ever heard of where it is so uncomfortable and just so horrible of an experience, and you pay for it. I mean, it's just, it's incredible. Yeah. It's its terrible. It's just so bad. However, Dallas-Fort Worth now has Virgin Airlines. Ah, good. They're good. A man, Branson, or whatever his name is, with the gray hair. I like that guy. Yeah, he's all right. I like him. He's got some. He's got. He's starting out with strictly West Coast flights out of Dallas. He's not. You know. He doesn't have a lot. He's not competing with American Airlines or anybody right now. But I haven't flown on his airline. But he says he he says it's the most comfortable flying. So I'm wondering whether that means there's only four seats instead of six across the aisles. Uh, you know, something like that would be real nice. I do know that they 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 apparently got comfortable seats. Um, and uh, they have uh, like they have this thing on the back of the chair where it's like you order food with it, and you can like pull up radio stations, and you can uh, play. Oh, video they have games all kinds all of kind on-demand yeah. DVDs and all kind of stuff. According to him, there's all kind of things on the at your seat that you can watch movies, TV shows, you know, whatever. Right. He's got it pretty well situated. Okay, I'm at the end. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. All right, well, if you get on YouTube, let me know, and I'll, I'll plug your channel to my people. Well, I would not be going on there without talking to you again, because probably what I'm <laughs> do is have, like, a conversation on the phone while I'm doing it. See what I mean? Right, right. right. Well, it's pretty easy. I think you'll figure it out. Okay. That's, this is the problem that, that, that I think that a lot of people seem to have with computers, is for some reason they, they immediately get frustrated. They think, oh, I'm going to push the wrong button. And it's gonna, you know, something's gonna blow up, or some guy's gonna knock on my door later. But honestly, if you just take a few seconds and you just read the thing, it's all very easy. I mean, I didn't, you know, I wasn't given like a divine gift down from the from the heavens. Nobody, 
sat me down and held my hand. You know, everything I know is literally I dicked around one day until it worked. You know, and, and these days it's easier than ever to, to, to do whatever you want to do. All right. You know. All we'll right, talk Dad. to you later, big guy. All right. I, I love have you. I have uh, a gig tonight in Anaheim, so uh, it'll be fun. I'm, uh, I'm, I don't know. It's oh. a fairly, all of a sudden, it was. I got called earlier today. Agent was like, Oh, hey, wonderful. Wanna, yeah. So what time but, is that going to be? Um, in about three hours, I guess. Uh, Take so, a nap. A little bit, a little bit late. Um, no, no, I'll just drink. I don't, get I'll up early. <laughs> get up early, he says. No, it's yeah. cool. I'll, I'll go yeah. to the gig and. You know, it's, you. it's talk to you later, Mister. I gotta All go. Right, take care, Dad. Love you. Take care. All right. We'll talk to you next week. Be careful. Bye bye. Right. You too. Bye bye.